This episode of Jogo Podnito is brought to you by... so off guard. It is Tuesday, March 1st. I'm your host, Jake Johnson, and alongside me is a startled Andrew Acker. Andrew, how are things? I was just about to tell you I'm not ready. <laughs> You're rattled. I guess I'm ready now. And away we go. We are coming to you guys uh, live after um, s- some really intriguing La Liga games. We'll probably touch on that in Continental Corner, but um, at the completion of week 26, um, as well as the weekend where we just had the FL Cup final. Um, but, but going back, just quickly through the results here. Uh, you know, a, a bit of a, a kind of abbreviated weekend with, with teams playing in the cup final, but Saturday we had West Brom beating AFC Bournemouth 2-1. Uh, we had Hull City tying uh, Burnley, Burnley scoring at the death to get their second away point of the season. Uh, Everton beating Sunderland uh, 2-0 at home, it, it could have been way more, Sunderland looking dire right now. Crystal Palace won, Millsboro nil, Crystal Palace temporarily climbing out of the relegation zone. Uh, Chelsea three, Swansea one, and, and really what was only the the in, only intriguing game of the weekend. We were lucky enough to watch that live. Uh, a really good game, and Swansea actually uh, showing up there. Uh, Watford one, West Ham one. No one watched that. Um, and on Sunday, um, big result for Tottenham beating Stoke four nil, and then the Monday result, uh, Leicester beating uh, Liverpool three to one. It could have been much more than that. Um, but kind of the uh, the highlight of the weekend was the FL Cup final, Manchester United. Uh, defeating Southampton 3-2. to two. Um, Southampton much the better side, but Mourinho's men getting out of there with the trophy. Andrew, I- I'm not sure if you saw the game. I watched it live. Um, but yeah, I mean, Southampton were the better team. United were far more clinical, and as far as I'm concerned, that's okay at this point in the season. Uh, United's fourth game, uh, four, they played four games in the span that Southampton played zero leading up to this. So, um you know, United looked a little bit leggy, but got out of there with a 3-2 to win. Any, win. any takes? A win's a win. Yeah. Although, like, this doesn't feel like a real trophy to me. If you're hanging your hat on the, the Capital One Cup, you got you got bigger problems. <laughs> um, I didn't watch any of this game because it's not on TV. It's on uh, BN Sports. It's not on TV. Uh, us non-poor people. But um, from the highlights and from by all accounts, as you said, Southampton were much better than United. Uh, that Gabby Adini dude is good, huh? Oh, wicked good. Second finish was just ridiculous. And he should have. I mean, he should have had. A, he should have had three goals, right? His first goal was rule, incorrectly, incorrectly ruled offside. Ruled outside, uh, very early in the game. Yeah. I will say this, even though I just got done trashing the EFL Cup, there, there's nothing like a cup final, even an EFL Cup final. Like, again, I only saw the highlights, but the atmosphere in that place seemed electric. It certainly didn't hurt that it was an entertaining game. Yep. Uh, and it just kind of made me think, like, you know, regardless of the cup that you're playing for, there really is nothing like a cup final. It's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I, it's it's Wednesday. We normally record on Tuesday. Like, I, I've listened to all my podcasts. Um, I know you've done the same. And, and there's not many more takes to be spread around on this game, right? Um, but that's a really hot take, and you're right. The atmosphere was ridiculous, and it was pumping there, and, and Southampton's fans were, were the louder, I mean, audibly louder on TV, but 
I mean, it really felt like a final. And for a club like Southampton, I was shocked to learn that they haven't won a trophy in 40 years. Yeah. That was, like, mind-boggling. Yeah, they're, they're so well-run. They're, they're a really big club. But, uh, I mean, Southampton had more energy. They were moving the ball quicker. You know, they fall behind 2-0, to nil, you know, a great Zlatan free kick, Lingard on the counterattack. But they were, through 70 minutes, they were the better side. And it was no shock that, you know, before and, and after, right before, right after halftime, Gabby Dini strikes twice. Um, Fraser Forrester was that their goalie, right? Yeah, Fraser Forrester. He didn't. He didn't really help him out a lot. I, I felt like he. I'm not going to say he should have had both both or the first two goals, but he could have done better on those first two goals. He's got he some criticism for the third. third. Yeah, the third for me, not so much. I mean, I think that's a very difficult save, but um, he was nowhere near Lingard's finish. Nowhere and, near it, and, and it I, was rolled in. It was rolled in, and I felt well. Although Zlatan had a great free kick. It was far enough away, in my opinion, that he should have been a little closer to that one, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, kudos to United. I will say this. Mourinho remains the most patronizing human being on the planet. I came out, I saw in an interview afterwards or something that he said something along the lines of, like, Southampton didn't deserve to lose in 98. Yeah, you while know, just patting Claude Puel on the there's head. There's, like, nothing more patronizing than coming out yeah. and saying the team you just beat didn't deserve to lose. I can't stand that. Yeah. But, um, listen, I mean, again, I, I joked about it being just the EFL Cup, but they've won the EFL Cup. They are in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. They're in the round of 16 in Europe. Like they could easily, they could easily end the season with two trophies, yep. if not three. And um, that's a very good first season for them under Mourinho. And, and I think, you know, you saw this in his first year at Chelsea, he won the EFL Cup or whatever it was called back then. This is to a certain extent, a validation of kind of his approach, right? I mean, it is a cup. They won it. Um, clearly show that they haven't lost in God knows how long. They haven't lost in forever. Um, yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's it's a good sign for his tenure at United um, that they've won this cup. Yeah, and, and the first trophy can be quite a hurdle. Um, you, you imagine that Pep Guardiola seeing that game and, and hoping that they can probably win the FA Cup. I mean, they'll have an easier running because they're not going to have to play Chelsea or... Uh, or Arsenal or United in the next round. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on. In terms of momentum, it's huge. I mean, Marino has a trophy with the team. The team are rolling. They're, they're playing for him. I think if they lose that game, it, it could have been quite a momentum killer. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens, right, they can, they can... I mean, if they don't finish top four, it's probably not a great season. But they can still... Mourinho can still come out and say, we won a trophy, you know. We, it's something to build on. Yep. Um, and I think, it, it, again, it kind of validates what he's doing with that team and with that squad. And um, I'm very interested to see Southampton moving forward with Gabby Adini. I mean, he played a couple games prior to this, but he just came into the league. He appears to be able to score a lot of goals. Uh, it'll be very interesting to kind of see how they play moving forward with him up front. That seems like a very good player. He's awesome. Yeah, and, and you hope that this doesn't kind of kill like any sort of... I mean, they're kind of in the middle of the table. They're not going to get relegated. You hope that they don't just kind of mail it in the rest of the year. Um, just a, a quick note on, on Zlatan. I mean, he's had more goals since turning 30 than he did before he turned 30. I mean, his fitness, just ridiculous. That Luke, dude can score, huh? Yeah, Luke Moore pointed this out on the ramble. He influences games late on, implying that he's super fit, right? He's super sharp at the end of games. And that's a pro who, you know, we have uh, Real Madrid's highlights on the background. It's underrated how players like Zlatan and Ronaldo, um, they, they just keep such good care of themselves, and, and which is why they're going to be able to play forever. I mean, Ronaldo will play forever. Zlatan's 35, and, he, you know, the United fans are begging for him to come back next year. But 
Uh, yeah, big big win for United. I was really really happy. They probably didn't deserve it, but um, but class shows. Uh, turning back to the Premier League, which is our real meat and potatoes here. It was a pretty fucking diabolical weekend in terms not, of fixtures. Not a good weekend. Not good. And and we were fortunate enough to watch the Chelsea uh, Swansea game together. Before we get to that, um, Leicester three, Liverpool one on Monday afternoon. We said to each other before the game started. It would be kind of appalling if Leicester just show up and smash Liverpool. Leicester showed up and smashed Liverpool, and they could have beaten them six to one. And it really, it really speaks to some something kind of insidious about the Leicester team. And it was as appall- as appalling as we thought it would be. Yeah, and it's it's almost distasteful that they they can just turn it on like that when they really haven't been playing for Ranieri. I understand that maybe he wasn't the perfect fit, but no, I don't because he he won the league with them last year. They looked incredible against Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool looked diabolical as well. I mean, they can't defend. Firmino scored, I think, three in his last 17 league games. But Leicester, I mean, what do you even make of this? It's just, uh, it's sad. It's really sad. But you hope that they'll stay up, of course, because they were the champions last year. Uh, they're going to go on to win the pre- uh, the Champions League now. I mean, like, it's, it's <laughs> just gonna, it's going to happen. Um, I do think it's cowardly <laughs> that they came out and won 3-1 the game after Ranieri was sacked. Um, I don't think, and they touched a, they touched a little bit on this in the football ramble, right? I don't think Ranieri's without blame, right? Yep. As, as, as cowardly as the Leicester players are, I mean, he clearly lost the team, and he, he plays some fault in that, right? Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, it was like Leicester last season. Yeah. Right? It was. I mean, like, on the break, that first goal – Turnover, one touch through the whole defense. Vardy one on one buries it. I mean, it was so fast. The interesting yeah. thing, the interesting thing, right, will be they play Hull this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we, we all remember they came out randomly and smashed City at home, and we thought, oh wait a minute, like they've oh, turned the back. corner, right? Back. Yeah. So I will be very, very curious. Uh, and they're still in the relegation fight, right? So it's a relegation six pointer. Yeah. I'll be very curious to see how they perform against Hull this weekend. If they come out and beat Hull and look good. Then like it's even more cowardly of them, right? Yeah. Uh, if this is just one of those blips where they caught you know a team at home and smashed them, then all right, maybe maybe they just stink. But uh, <laughs> this has the whiff of a team who didn't give a shit under Claudio Ranieri, and now that he's gone, um, remember how to play. Which eh, you know, like I, I I hope they stay up too. I said to you before the pod, like we're gonna wake up and they're gonna be they're gonna at the end of the season be in tenth, maybe have made the you know the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And we'll be like, oh, that's what we expected before the season started. Yeah, we yeah. just don't ex- we just don't expect all the in between, right? Sure. With regards to Liverpool, they kind of stink now. I uh, two wins in the last fourteen. They really kind of stink now, and um, they got a huge game coming up against Arsenal, which I know we'll talk a little bit about. Yeah. But they're in danger, of my opinion, of like, I mean, they're in fifth six, right six now, right? But right they're now, in danger yeah. of falling out of the conversation for the top four. You yeah. know, on current form. I don't like their odds, and you you brought this up. Like Firmino hasn't done shit since he got arrested for drunk driving. People forget they that. just continue to ship goals. They continue to ship goals, and um, I don't know. I, I think I at least thought. I think most people thought. You know, they got knocked out of the EFL Cup. They got knocked out of the FA Cup. They can focus on the league. They can focus on the right. league. They can actually rest up a little bit because they played a ton of games last month, right? And they haven't. The form hasn't really turned around, and. Uh, I don't know if you're a Liverpool fan, you've got to be nervous because this team was sitting in second, you know, a month ago. Flying. Right? Yeah. And 
as we've talked about all year, the top six, maybe even seven, is very competitive. And if you slip up for you know a prolonged period of time, you're going to wake up and find yourself in sixth place. And, I mean, I still think, all things considered, Liverpool are on schedule, if not ahead of schedule, in terms of building something under Klopp, right? They're in fifth. I mean, did anybody really think before the season that they would be finished a second? Probably not. No, I don't think we would have picked them there, right? So I don't think, I think it's, it is easy to overreact, but um, they've been playing like dog shit lately. They've been playing like shit recently. They need to start their defense. I mean, their, their defense is, is, is woeful. But to do that, right, that, the issue is the only way they're going to sort out their defense is to go out and buy players, it's, it's buy players right? And they can't yeah. do that, obviously, right yeah. now. But you're absolutely right. I mean, they're going to they're going to concede 50 goals again this year. They're, you know, it's yeah, just no – it's, it's, they may be sco- – well, the, earlier in the season they were scoring enough that that didn't matter. The goals have dried up a bit, and it's kind of – It's not looking great for them. No. Uh, a team that it is look- – and, and just a quick word on Ranieri. I mean, he won the league with Leicester. And moving on to Chelsea, uh, Chelsea are going to win the league with Conte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we watched the Chelsea Swans game together. The move is clearly to bring in an Italian manager. Yeah, and they will win the league in their first season. Yeah, they, they Arsenal need there. to go out and get Allegri, and they'll win the league next year. Yeah. Mark it down. I uh, that game was never in doubt, and, but it was and, very entertaining. But it was super entertaining, and you know, Swansea uh, tied up at the stroke of halftime, and we're like, "Oh, okay, something's on here." But Chelsea are just yo, clinical. and um, so clinical. Right shout now. out to us, you and I called three of the four goal, like, oh, and by called I mean thirty seconds. called them within fifteen seconds of yeah. happening in this game. So shout out to us. Yep. But um, this, like you said, this is a game that was never in doubt, but was entertaining, right? And even at one one. And even when Swansea were kind of turning the screw a little bit, you know, it just felt like Chelsea were going to win. Yep, Conte, uh, a great move to play Fabregas. Probably knowing that no matter who he plays in the middle, they're going to have a ton of the ball. I mean, Conte was a machine again. But, you know, knowing you're going to have a lot of the ball, plays Fabregas instead of uh, of Matic, has a goal, has an assist, plays really, really well. Um, he hasn't had to tinker very much with that side, but when he tinkers, it typically is is for the better. And just going forward, I mean, Costa scores, Hazard with an assist. Um, I mean, that... What, what else can you say? Pedro they, scored again, Pedro right? Pedro scored I mean, again. I mean, Pedro's got like six goals in his last nine games in all competitions, something like that. He's playing. He's keeping William out of the side. Keeping William out of the side. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, this is this is a game that if you're going to win the league, you just win. You just win. Right? And and they want, they didn't play perfect, but they were better than Swansea. They'd be in three to one. And then that's just what you do when you're champion. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we've said this a million times this year. They're a machine, yeah. right? They are an absolute machine. And, um, it, you brought this up over the weekend. It's a shame they're not in the Champions League. Oh, it really? Right? Is. Because it really the way is. they're playing, I would you'd love to see them go up against you know the powerhouse sides, Real Madrid, Barcelona. You know, you'd love I'd love to see that this year. And well, I mean, we'll see that next year, right? But um, right, man, it is just it is so much fun to watch them play. You make a good point about it, especially this year's Champions League. I mean, Barcelona just lost four 0 to PSG. I mean, Bayern are good, but they're not amazing. Real Madrid are kind of on the rocks right now. I mean, they're they're tying and winning still, but they don't look great. I mean, if ever there was a year that Chelsea could have made a run, it was this year. Unfortunately, they finished in ninth last year. And the thing about Chelsea, too, right, is to me, as good as they're playing and they're going to win the league and they're going to walk the league, it still feels like an incomplete team in the sense, like, you know they're going to go out and buy one or two players. Like, I can, as much as I love William and Pedro's playing well— I can easily they're they're already being linked to someone like Alexis Sanchez now. That's obviously very early for that. Ooh. But can't you see them going out and buying a winger opposite Hazard, who is sure. just 
five times better than it. Like the players they bring in next season are only going to make that squad even better. And they're already amazing this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as long as Conte doesn't lose the dressing room, they're in phenomenal shape long-term. And he already put his foot down when he had to, when Costa was acting out. Um, yeah, I mean, Ch- Chelsea look amazing. Uh, second place right now, I believe, for the time being is Tottenham. Just a quick, I mean, they smashed Stoke 4-0. Game was over inside 20 minutes. Um, Harry Kane, top of the goal charts. And he's the type of player who you watch, and some days you, you say to yourself, I don't understand why he's good. And then you watch a game like that, and he has everything. His movement's good. His finishing's good with his right. He's Go still only left. 23 he's years old. 23. I, people, I forget that. People forget that. He's people 23 that. years old, right? He's, he's a goal We team. rave about Lukaku because he's, what, 21 or 22? Yeah. I mean, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, right? But we we don't rave about Kane in that same way. Right. I mean, 23 is still super young for a striker. He's probably going to enter his prime at, what, age 26, 27? Like, and he's already banging in goals year after yeah. year. And he's, you're right. I mean, he has games where when he's bad, you're just like, who the fuck oh, is this Oh, uh, when right? they lost to United, I mean, he gave the ball away for the goal. He literally, yeah, he looked like a, a giraffe on roller skates. And you watch him against Stoke, and you're like, that is the best finisher in the world. I mean, his second goal, the lefty, I mean, woo. We do beautiful. We do need to, I mean, this is something you've harped on repeatedly. We do need to, we need to talk about Spurs home form. Or more, oh. more importantly, they're away form, right? So, so you just you just pointed this out. They have the second best goal differential in the league, and they and Chelsea are way above everyone else. They, I think that their home goal differential has to be like plus, you know, forty five or forty. They're so much better at home than they are away. Not only at home, but just just at White Hart Lane because their home games at Wembley they're terrible. That's the point I'm going to bring up. Right, they got yeah. knocked out of the Europa League. Um, which doesn't first they seem, got knocked out of Champions League. Well, first they got knocked out of Champions League. They got knocked out of the Europa League, which doesn't seem like a big deal because I think it's safe to say they're going to finish in the top four, right? And and at this point, but they're playing all their home games next year at Wembley. They stink at Wembley. And stink. Th- th- they haven't proven to be able to win at Wembley, and this is becoming a serious issue, right? I mean, if they're playing all their home games at Wembley next year. And their form is half of what it is this year. They're in trouble. Yeah, and they're incredible at White Hart Lane. So yeah, I mean, probably not the best time. If I was Spurs, I'd put I'd put the demolition or the renovation or whatever the fuck they're doing next year. I'd put that on hold because uh, they could be in some trouble next year. Yeah, no. You shit. can't be losing a gank. No, can't be losing at Wembley. Gank. Can't be losing the, all the time, but essentially, lost. I mean, they lost the leg. Stink. Uh, so Chelsea and Spurs looking good. Uh, City, I watched some of that Huddersfield game today. Uh, it'd be Huddersfield like 5-1. Um, top of the table looking good, but I mean, you know, 4-5-6, very fluid right now. Everton, Everton hanging around. Like, yep. you and I talked about, they're going to lose that game to Spurs this weekend because sure. that's what Spurs are at home, and yep. this is the game that Everton loses. Yep. If by some miracle they win that game, though, we got to start talking about the top seven because yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be six points off second place, right? So... Yep. I mean, again, they're not going to because this is what Spur- or Everton do. They they lose the big games when you think they're going to take the next step. But, yep. it, I mean, Everton deserves a shout-out. They've been playing very well lately. Yeah, especially, I mean, the, the bottom of the top six is going to have some flux no matter what because uh, Arsenal play uh, Liverpool. Liverpool host Arsenal this weekend. Um, two people teams that forget, don't look great right now. And, and yeah. people forget that... This was the first game of the year. Four to ended three? four to three or something like that. It was a one? cracking yeah. game. Yeah, we were together. It was awesome. Uh, both teams not looking great right now. Who you got? Uh, I 
have no idea. <laughs> it's at Liverpool, right? It's at Liverpool, and Liverpool have been great against the top six this year. They've really, been really, very, good. very good. Them yeah. and Spurs have been very good against the top six. I mean, you said it five minutes ago. They Liverpool have won two of their last fourteen games. Yep. Now, one of those was against Spurs at home. Yep. But uh, based on that, I mean, as much as we've been shitting on Arsenal all year, I, I kind of like Arsenal in this game. Yeah. This also just feels like a game where Arsenal are gonna win. But they've been as bad against the top six as Liverpool have been good. And, and, and Arsenal, they're, for all intents and purposes, out of Champions League. They have a Champions League game coming up, but they don't need to rest players, right? I mean, they're, they're probably going to get knocked out against Bayern. So this is interesting, right? So this is a huge Yeah, game this for is them. a very huge, huge game for them. Um, uh, for the sake of just chaos and narrative, I hope it ends in a draw, just so we can continue to bunch like two through seven up. Um, but I think, I, think I, like, I think I like Arsenal. I think I do too. So Liverpool are definitely going to win. Liverpool that game. are going to win yeah. by like three goals. We'll we'll, uh, we'll end today's conversations with uh, just some Champions League progression predictions, and and there will be another show probably before um, these games uh, are played. But I mean, I I, I want to start with the Champions League, but also just kind of talk about like La Liga is really interesting right now because it looked like Real Madrid were running away with it. You know, they are not. They're kind of being hauled back by Barcelona. Sevilla are still around there. Um, but Sevilla, Real Madrid, uh, and Barcelona all, you know, still, I mean, Barcelona has you know, a ton of work to do in Champions League. Real Madrid still have some work to do traveling to Napoli, and Sevilla have some work to do against Leicester. Really interesting that, you know, the, the, the top of La Liga is getting competitive at the same time as, you know, the, their best teams are on the ropes in Champions League to some degree. Um, Real Madrid, obviously, you know, far less than the other two teams, but um, do you see any surprises coming up in the, the next Champions League games? Um, and, and does anything that's going on with you know Real Madrid or Barcelona and Spain interest you? Because you pointed out before the uh, the pod, you know um, th- their manager. Uh, help me, uh, manager names are not great. Th- this is he's not even a new manager. I know he's been Luis, Luis Enrique. Enrique. Come yeah, on, man, sorry, dude's won a lot of trophies. I'm super noodled right now. But Luis Enrique is saying he's going to leave at the end of the year. Kind of you know getting it out there now. Let's Barcelona. be honest. He was told he probably needs yeah, to leave at the end was, of the year. But you're, you're right. But you're right. I, I just think that the Champions League right now, I mean, I think Spain's interesting, Italy's not, but there's just, just a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. Give me any continental corner takes that are on the tip of your I mean, right listen, I, I am now at the point where I firmly, I believe, as much as I believe Sunderland are staying up, which is a lot, I believe Leicester are going to go through against Sevilla. Oh, I, it, is, it is going to happen now. The narrative is just—it's good. They're gonna win. They're gonna win like two 0 at home. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna—they're gonna get an early goal on the counter, Four. settle into a, a one—you know—sit back and then strike one more time when Sevilla are pouring forward. Mark my words, Leicester will go through. Um, I think Barcelona will make it very interesting against. PSG. I, actually, I actually think they'll score early I, and it will be way more entertaining than it should be. Don't think they can keep a, keep a clean sheet though. Definitely Barcelona, no, and that's that's no, a huge issue, right? Because no. that means they got to score two more than they a need cl- to. A clean sheet against Hijon's reserve side today. Exactly. So, so um, I don't think Barcelona are going through, but I think that that tie will be very interesting. I'm not too concerned about Real Madrid, even though their their league form recently has kind of been, you know, suspect. Um, but uh, and, and I th- I think the other tie, and we'll certainly pod before this happens. The other tie to obviously keep an eye on is that City Monaco tie. Yeah, I, I I think just because the scoreline was what it was, a lot of people are thinking that that tie is over. But uh, Monaco scored three away goals. I mean, they uh, they've got to just beat City by two at home, which I think is more than doable. Definitely more than possible. Um, 
that just about does it. Do you have anything? Pre- I mean, we flew through this week's pod. You got anything else that you, you wanted to no, discuss? No, leave, leave the people wanting more, you know? That's Less true. is more. Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. That does it for a, a quick Wednesday show for uh, for Joe Padnito. That's our 20th episode, so thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, we hope that the intro beats uh, are as fresh as they've ever been, and, uh, and we'll be back next week with a new show. So for Jake Johnson. And Andrew Acker. See you guys later.